are live on episode 11 of the Doctrines of Red. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to our 11th episode. 11? Uh, I can't believe we've made it this far. We might as well be the Daily Wire at this point. Bro, I mean, yeah, not with you grabbing your mic like that and doing that during the podcast. <laughs> did that make a lot of noise? Uh, yeah, yeah, it sure did. Hello, yeah. guys. T-Splite. Welcome on to all of our watchers on the Tiki Talks. Also, welcome everybody here on the YouTubes. Uh, if the TikTok goes down, you can watch us on the tubes and vice versa. Uh, but we're going to – now, norm, normally we've had a topic of discussion. Normally we've had a, uh, a specific thing we want to talk about and even bring a guest on and have a discussion about that. But today I actually uh, preferred – and I texted Logan earlier today. I said uh, I really would like to just talk about – I've had a really – I've had a very interesting week last week. Um, and I just kind of would like to give some testimony and talk about some things that the Lord has done and shown me, um, and things that are going on. You know, I just, I want this episode to just praise God and for us to, for people to walk away encouraged, you know, about, um, God is, is doing good things all the time. And sometimes we can, we need to break from the, the doctrinal stuff, break from the harder disqualifications of pastors and, uh, move into just some, some more, uh, providential stuff, you know, uh, glorifying the Lord. And that's kind of what I want to do here uh, tonight. So let me give you my very first testimony, Logan. And I know that you're going to rejoice alongside of uh, of me on this. Um, I have officially been offered and am taking up a youth pastor position at my church. That is amazing. Isn't that we amazing? Ju- we just talked about this. We were just talking about it. We were Look just praying about it. Are you- and God... I feel, yeah. I feel like a little bit you're rubbing it in my face. You're like, ha ha, I got here before. You. I was actually thinking about that. I was like, how <laughs> can I make this about me before I make it about Logan and praise anything that he does? Uh, but no, yes, guys, it's a, it's really, it's true. It's good. It's good news. Um, listen, listen, this is a 21 year prayer in the making. 21 year prayer. Uh, we were discussing on our podcast last week about just the things that the Lord has been uh, showing me and dealing with me about and, and a lot of the discouragement that I've had uh, lately in the last few years. And uh, mm. so I fasted this last week. Um, I fasted some social media. I fasted some caffeine this week. Nice. Um, That's and, a hard one. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's been uh, a very, it's been a very rewarding uh, week. And it, it wasn't, I wasn't fasting to get something or to hear from the Lord. I was fasting to deny my flesh and put it to death. Mm. That is ultimately like, I, I want to live in a place where I am reminding my flesh that it is not in control. Uh, hello, how is Chu? How are you? Um, I, they, it is not in control of me. And, uh, so I denied myself a lot of the things that I had. Uh, I even got up early. I went to my men's group. Um, they do a zoom call on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 30 AM. I purposefully got up to join with this men's group. Um, and then I had a meeting with my pastor on Friday and we talked and he told me that the, the, the current youth pastor will be moving to, um, He's, he's getting offered a job, uh, not a youth pastor job, but a, a better job for him and his new coming wife. And uh, they're going to be not available as, as available as they have been. So um, 
he wants us to step in. And he told me to, to talk to my wife about it. And of course I did. She's on board. Uh, she wants to join and partner with me on it. So we will be um, starting starting specifically in September. Once the turnover and stuff is over, um, we will be taking over as a youth pastor for, uh, as a youth pastor couple, I'll be the youth pastor, but she'll be my helpmate. And uh, we will be going into the new school year with a, a group of kids and, and leading them in discipleship and the gospel. So um, I absolutely cover, covet your guys' prayers uh, for that because that's uh, it, this, the devil is going to attack, as he always does. Anytime mm. that you make make uh, strides with the Lord, the devil doesn't like it. And uh, so I just covet y- y'all's prayers on that. And uh, so that's my testimony. That's awesome. But let me tell that's you what the Lord wonderful, man. brought me through this week because uh, I I had a really bad anxiety week this last week. Really? Mm-hmm. just like do you remember the day i texted you and josh and i said mm-hmm. uh i said hey man like i'm having some issues there's some certain thing happened it it was all just it, it's really been kind of it was down from that point um i got really really panicky uh i really felt like i felt very spiritually attacked something was really really wrong um i felt my my heart was racing i you know i i i have a uh uh, blood pressure cuff, you know, that I, which I probably shouldn't do all the time. Uh, but <laughs> I've had a, a blood pressure cuff that I, that I use to check just to make sure my, my, uh, systolic diastolic, you know, rates are good and, um, that I'm healthy and not having too, too much of a heart rate. Well, I got really focused in on, uh, this fear that my heart was giving out on me. And, really? uh, yeah, and it wasn't um, it wasn't necessarily in a heart attacky kind of way, but it was just uh, if I could best describe it, I'm kind of a hypochondriac sometimes, and the Lord has brought me through a lot of worry and anxiety, and um, so I went to this, I got to this point where I was just freaking out, man. Like I thought something was seriously, seriously wrong. Um, I was feeling very down, kind of depressed, almost, you know, where just like I didn't want to be going through the, the, the stuff that I was going through and, uh, God has provided because, so I reached out, Josh actually reached out to me after that text. And, uh, we talked for about an hour that day and, um, he helped me like he prayed with me. He, uh, he listened to, to my anxieties. I mean, I was crying on the phone, man. I was, I was not having a, it was just, it was rough. I was, I was like, I was vomiting up all of the stuff that was weighing me down. That was like just affecting my mind. That was making me feel like desperate. Like I'm so tired of this life. I'm so tired of what I'm, of this pain, you know, this frustration and this this scariness and uh, what's up Buck. And uh, so Josh talked to me on the phone, man. And let me just say, I don't know how anyone can call themselves a Christian and not have people in their life that will do that for them, that will hold them mm. accountable. Not only just just stepping up side by side with somebody that's struggling. Like, yeah. And I know Josh is not going to want me to be in any sort of way praising him for who he is. And this glory all belongs to God. But the Lord used Josh in such a powerful, spiritual um loving way to walk me through my anxiety and the stuff that I that was, I just, uh, I mean, he was part of the reason why I ended up fasting social media and stuff for the rest of the last week too. Cause 
Uh, he just kind of, he spoke, he spoke some things into my life that were very pertinent and were very relevant and confirmed what God had been already kind of showing me. Um, and so like the big, the big take out of this is if you are a Christian and you don't have people in your life that you can call in those moments of complete panic and like despair, I don't know how you live. I don't know how you can survive. I am so grateful to God for you, Logan, for Josh and, and his willingness. And I know that if you, if it, Josh wasn't available, I know you would have been there available for me too. So I, I don't, uh, I don't say that lightly. I, I really just, God has given you guys as men in my life um, to help me. And I can say that all through the hardships of last week, the praise be to God's name on Friday when I find out that I'm being offered this job as a youth pastor mm. for my church. So it's just very interesting what had to precede the blessing, what had to precede the, 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 the trial and the struggle that got me to the place that I was at where I was in like this desperate state to precede then the blessing that came, uh, which just filled my heart with utter joy, peace. I mean, like, I feel like I've been walking on sunshine, you know, for <laughs> lack of better song term. Um, but uh, hey, Rosie, what's up? Uh, so made, I just it made it, uh, it made it that much sweeter, I imagine. Well, and now, and that gives me like this, this joy. And I want to share this with you guys. Like this is, you guys are a part of it. The people here on, on TikTok and and part of this podcast, like you guys are walking with us and, and specifically, uh, you guys are walking with me and we don't know each other, but this is, this is the movement of the kingdom of God. This is the way that God, whether it's digital in, in your face, whatever, I had a brother that I could reach out to in my moment of despair and panic. And he walked me through and encouraged me. And I felt like I came out on the other end, a different person. And he renewed, he helped to renew my mind to call me into belief, you know, just a better understanding of faith and, I don't want to take up all this time, man, just, but it was so amazing what happened. Um, and, uh, it's also led to some other things. I've actually, I repented. Uh, there's a, a young man on TikTok that, uh, I made a video in response to, and I wasn't like, I, I was purposefully, tr you know, trying to be peaceful in my response, but, uh, right. I definitely went about it. I feel like in my heart, my heart attitude went about it the wrong way. And especially, especially when I called him out into, uh, into things you can't i'm not not right now um sorry my son uh if you need something go ask your mom um i had to um i had to repent to him i did it i did a video on it so if you want to watch it i i actually apologized for my attitude um towards him in in what happened with the uh uh this video so god is doing something he, man how did he receive that I don't know. He hasn't, as far as I know, he hasn't responded yet, but Coley, if you're out there watching, please, please respond to my video. Nice. So sorry to take the limelight for the first 11 minutes, but man, I did some really no, good news. That's amazing news. So what's, what's the plan? Are you, what, how do you plan on, you know, getting started and uh, just going through the whole process of uh Yeah. Good question. So um, we're going on, to get on this new role. Yeah, we're going to, well, wifey and I have already been brainstorming about what we want to do, some of the things that we want to implement, you know, um, uh, I think ultimately to begin to, just to, in a way to start like building the basics, the basic uh, blocks of Christian, you know, 
theology, the, the pillar things, the foundational things about Christianity, that we instill that into the kids, that we uh, we go over what books of the Bible are what and why were they written and, and helping to, because we have to combat a postmodern worldview and we have to combat the fact that a lot of these kids, including my own kids, will be in the in the uh, youth group. We have to combat a lot of this false, bad information that is ungodly that they are being, you know, inundated with on a regular basis through Constantly. social media. So we we have to combat it. And and how do you do that by building those those foundational things within the youth first? Where where are these books of the Bible? Where can you find them? How, you know, how do you navigate, you know, sword drills, maybe sitting, doing some fun games where they win candy and all that other stuff by getting to the Bible verse first, finding it first, you know, like it gets you into some sort of a, a, a way of knowing where scripture is, because how can we expect our kids to fend for themselves if they don't know how to go into scripture and, and read it for when mom and dad aren't around or, you know, pastor's not around, but you're being, uh, you know, dealt with this temptation or dealt with this, you know, these things happening, where do you go? Uh, on your own, because we have to prepare them to walk out on their own uh, at some point when they get a little bit older. Yeah. So I, uh, I was not prepared to go to college mm -hmm. right? as a, as a believer. Um, the Lord had prepared me, like given, he gave me a heart that desired him and was trusting in him. And I was strong in the reality of that there is a God and Christ is my savior. Um, but my geology class, man, in my freshman year of college, no pun intended, quite literally rocked, rocked my you. faith. Yeah, it <laughs> rocked my faith. Yeah. I was like, ah, I don't know what to do with this information. You're saying the world's millions of years old and you have rocks that prove it, trees that prove it. Yeah. Uh, the Bible says otherwise. And it just like spiraled out of control from there. Um, yeah. So Where, what is your position on uh, creation? I'm, I'm interested because I have another conversation that we should have. Uh, mm. <laughs> what is your position, your current position on, on the creation? Is it a, is it a literal seven days for you? Young earth, uh, old earth, you know, um, what are your uh, thoughts? A literal six days. Yeah. Six days. Yeah. Seven days. Then yeah. the so I, I am a, I am a young earth creationist. If you had asked me, any time before today, <laughs> I would I would say the exact same thing. I don't think that I am, man. Okay. I don't think that I'm a young earth creationist anymore. Now, I'm not officially like announcing anything. Please don't burn me at the stake for being a heretic. I've been presented with some really interesting thoughts, and I just want to explore them in the realm of a, of a historical old world lens reading the Old Testament. You know, I don't want to, I want to forsake my current tw year 2000s, 1990s view on the, the uh, creation. I want to look at it from a different perspective. And, and what, what I will say is I, I, you know, always, it, it must always adhere to G Christ's Lordship. It will always glorify God. It will not be confusing. So uh, those are some barriers and boundaries that I'm setting for myself as I'm kind of exploring this idea. But um, it's uh, I had a, actually had a, uh, a nice discussion with Josh uh, today. Uh, we share some of the same views. And um, I was like, hmm. So the, the big thing is 
and for everyone in here, so if you maybe you haven't chose made made a decision on which which one you stand on, right? Um, there's certain things you can't compromise, right? And and when it comes to the Genesis, the creation story, it's Adam and Eve, right? You cannot compromise the fall of man. So if you're if you're old Earth or young Earth theology or belief system <laughs> compromises the fall of Adam and Eve you have just compromised the gospel, right? right? Because Correct. Genesis 3 is quite literally explains Christ in the curse of the serpent, right? It absolutely does. And there, the parallels between Christ and Adam are very important. Very. Like, very necessary. In the first, you know, the first man, Adam, uh, we we find the fall and the, 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 the sinful... Um, the, the sin, the sin imputation, the imputation of sin into all of humankind because of the fall of Adam, right? It is, it's sin has spread out. You can't, you have to, that is, uh, I think as an original sin guy, I think that's an essential that through Adam all have sinned, right? And then through Christ, the imputation of righteousness comes. So yeah. Uh, Paul is very, very well versed. He knows very specifically when he makes those comparisons. Uh, but this, this view, this older earth view, I don't want to say old earth creation cause I don't know how, like how old it is or whatever, but this older earth view that I had previously had does not take that away from hmm. who the Lord is. Um, and specifically when you, when you go to just the, the creation story. I don't want to get too far into it because I don't know where I, I'm not on, I'm not solid on, yeah. on it, but I will I, say this is a very interesting development for me. I would encourage uh, this cute little movie called the Genesis code. Hmm. Uh, this movie got me thinking about uh, Einstein's theory of relativity um, and how that could make sense. Um, how the big bang could be, you know, millions of years, but in as God is referencing the story to Moses, right, and giving Moses the 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 story to explain or write down, mm -hmm. um, he's saying it from his perspective as it occurred, right? And because of the theory, Einstein's theory of relativity, mm -hmm. um, what was a day to God was millions of years occurring on yeah. Earth, right? Um, now. Obviously, there's some flaws in this, the movie and theory and whatnot, but it's it's a cute little movie to uh, just kind of thinking about. It's called the Genesis Code. Well, and that's you know that's the thing, man. Like I I when I when I listen to these ideas and these theories, I have to you have to ask what is what does this do for redemption? What does this mm. takes does this take anything away from the headship of Christ? His high priestlyhood is 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 anything removed from that? So if if you begin to go down a rabbit hole for you know in in philosophy or theology or whatever it is biblical whatever, if you go down down those rabbit holes and and anything takes away from the glory of God and and the the authority of Christ, you have to you you have to reject that. Hashtag like, Molinism. Right. Well, right. I mean, the sovereignty of God, too, is is obviously a very uh, specific thing. But I feel, dude, I tell you what, I feel this way about this older earth idea like I did when I first 
heard about Calvinism. Mm. It's it's opening. It it has already presented so many challenges in my head um, because I'm just kind of like I'm like oh well what about this well what about this well what about this and so I'm like I'm really processing this in a way um, and I don't know if it'll ever be like let let's be fair to say like I don't know that I don't I will want to present this as in a you guys need to believe this idea. Because this is maybe just more going to be like my personal view or or at least my my beginning understanding as I'm trying to learn this. So I don't want to come across like I'm not going to make a TikTok video being like, you need to believe this now. You know, there's Slater yeah. right there. <laughs> now he's here. Hey, bud. Um, so the, the idea of Adam being our uh, federal head in theology, we call that federalism, right? That he is our federal head that... That is key to our our human nature and why we are the way we are. Um, hey, what's up, Josh? Um, you can't compromise that. You right. cannot compromise the fall because if if you do that, you're compromising the the point of the cross. Because then, if we're not damned, if we're not fallen creatures, if we're not sinful by nature, um, you could earn your salvation if you just lived a righteous life. If you you were successful um so for me the reason i chose uh young earth is when does death begin right and according to the genesis story death begins when sin enters creation um so if you if you're like a you believe in evolution what happened you disappeared sorry yeah i i went to try to mute my notification before it disappeared and then it let me just do that right now all right, I got it muted now. Sorry about that, guys. Is it nice. back? Do you see me on TikTok? Yeah, you're good. Okay. What's up, Hunger? But yeah, so if you believe in like evolution and there's death occurring, um, I can't get behind that. So I will. Uh, I'm going to do some some further studies, man, because I think mm. uh, I think there is an answer. I think there's still a scriptural answer to that. I do, from what I've heard. Uh, yeah. Have you, Have you had a chance to talk to Andrew? Does apologetics? No, not yet. Yeah, so he's done it like I was. He's, he's developed like a systematic way of walking somebody through why he's an old creationist and using the Genesis story to do so in in Hebrew. Um, it's intriguing. Yeah. I will send you a link, and I'll I'll try to if I can remember to share the link on our YouTube channel as well in this video. What's up, Mike? Uh, I will share that link so that you guys can also the author. So the video series that I'm going through is from our friend, inspiring philosophy here on. TikTok. Oh, yeah. Are you familiar? I love him. So he's got a series on Genesis one through 11 and it is brother. I'm telling you, it's, <laughs> we, I would love to hear you, uh, listen to it because uh, he and I have been talking in chat, uh, quite a bit in DMS on TikTok. And uh, he's like, let me know if you have any questions, because I finished two of his videos in his series. I'm like, bro, I have a billion questions now. <laughs> you, didn't, billion. you didn't you didn't help the problem. You made it worse. <laughs> bro, for real. Like, yeah, dudes. And this all stemmed this all stemmed from my in, in my initial objection to Coley Stevens video on mm. Adam and Eve being the first people. Mm. So. Bro, I, <laughs> none of this I love, none of this takes away anything from the Lord. Believe me. So I, I love Coley, but I too used to believe in a uh, 
multi-human um, creation story um, because I was taught that as a kid. Right. So yeah. that's the biggest thing, right? Like we we need to do what when we when we realize as we're as we're going into a newness of life with all things, we have to know what we've been indoctrinated with. Yeah. Right? Deconstruct everything. We, we Get rid of all to. of it. But in we in some ways we have to deconstruct what we've been taught. But I think in that process, the true believers, as they deconstruct what they've been taught in the past, when they fall away from some of those older ideals, they are rebuilding on firm foundations. They are, as long as Christ remains the cornerstone, they're building on better foundations and stronger foundations as you deconstruct. If you deconstruct yourself out to the point where you're like, Jesus couldn't have been real or couldn't have existed, that's a whole different story. But the deconstruction is like specifically in the case of let, let my idols fall down, things that I presupposed about life, things that I presupposed about even the end times, right? My eschatology used to be very dispensational, very pre, pre-millennial rapture, right? I don't hold that anymore. Why? Because I've been presented better evidence. I didn't lose anything. I gained a better understanding of God's providence. And possibly that's what's happening here with this series. You post Logan's million. Been- Am I, dude, this, this gives a, <laughs> I might, this has to, I think this, the natural the progression, it has to lead mm. to post-millennial. I think it does. I think the idea of God creating order out of chaos and it being reflected over and over and over and over in scripture, creating order out of chaos, right? So it, it takes the idea, I think some people consider it like ex nihilo, where it's like creating something out of nothing, nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think that, I don't think that God created anything out of, uh, uh, like, I I think God created everything, right? So the idea isn't that God like found stuff and then created it, created us and humanity, but that God, that, that God created, um, a formless void and then brought order into that void brought order into the chaos and that could have taken place in longer than 6,000 years. You are on the John L hall brother. That's awesome. I used to know a lot of the guys on the hall when I was over there, but I was on the Roberts. Yes. Hunter. I love you for that text message. Thank you. (laughs) He just texted me and he said, "Uh, I think I'm post mill now. (laughs) Oh yeah. Nice. He's like 99%. I think. Bro. Look, Listen, go to Inspiring Philosophies page. He has a series on, on his YouTube cha- channel. Not On TikTok, he's very different. He likes to correct people on TikTok and correcting bad doctrine and stuff, which is great. We all get it's to so see. Much like, fun. It it's is, so much it's fun. It's fun. It's entertaining. But his teaching, and he's got like 400,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. His teaching is so different. He breaks it down. This guy's got a mind that's like a steel trap. And... uh I've just, I just told him, man, I, I just appreciate him. He, he really sharpens me, uh, in this last couple of days. So I'm sorry, man. I keep talking so much. No, I'm apologizing. I, I would, I would say what Sam says is, uh, take everything, Post mill. take everything anybody says with a grain of salt, right? Like, yes. uh, like there's things that like, I, I love John MacArthur, but he's dispensational. Right. Um, I think that's, he's an error for that. Um, John Piper, his movement right now towards um, critical race theory and being 
slightly woke. Like I, well, Tim I, Keller I, too, man. I, Keller. I get, I give John the benefit of the doubt though. Yeah. Just, he's dealing with his son, Abraham still. Let him, <laughs> let him have a little bit of time. He's a broken man. <laughs> he's a broken. Abraham's doing puzzles and John's doing theology, brother. <laughs> Oh, we're laughing at like what is something he probably prays about every single night. Please bring my son to faith. And and you know what? Then God, God in His providence will do John, exactly. If you ever God see this, intended. I'm sorry. Um, hunger and thirst. I was a master at arms. But yeah. So nobody. So and Zelo's right. So no one has it all. That uh, no nobody has it all figured out. Luckily, we don't go to heaven based on if we had the correct theology. Like That's if we right. got to heaven and had to Amen. take a test. Um, I'm going straight to hell. So yeah, yeah. If there is a measure in which me to, for me to measure up in, I fail every time. It, it's you one know? question: Who was Jesus? Oh, you're like, oh, oh man. I hope I got this one right. That's right. He's either he's he's your Lord or he's not. That's that's the answer right there. Um, what co- what color was Jesus? Oh, white. I love that. You know, isn't that funny? To I love TikTok for this. Like it's stuff that I never think of that people argue about. And I never think to like art because I sometimes I just accept things for what they are and, and whatever. But um, when I heard the argument that, you know, Christianity was white man's way to oppress people, it's like Christianity. There was not a white man to be found unless he was an albino in all of the beginning of Christianity, <laughs> like the Jewish people leading into the the Greek and the Roman, gen, you know, Gentiles. It, it was they were not white folks. They were not European white folks. And, and it's. Uh, you know, it's a silly argument when you hear that, but the devil is a liar, bro. Like he's just, he likes to run rampant and uh, yeah, that's your beef with Torah observing. It's the same. It's exactly the same thing, bro. It's exactly the same thing. People that fall under the law, like the clear plainest reading of scripture, Paul goes to lengths to convince these people, stop subjecting yourself to slavery Stop subjecting yourself to the law. The law does it brings death. It brings the it awakens you to your own sin. But keeping it does not. Now you keep it as a result. You you keep it in the Holy Spirit guiding you to do into all righteousness. But that is the law that God has written on our hearts, and the Holy Spirit uh, instigates and and satisfies and and promotes and motivates. You know. And every day you're quite literally motivated to keep His moral law. That's why you feel guilty. Yes. You feel shame and you want to repent because you realize what you have done is offended a holy and righteous God. God, He is so Um, holy. You're keeping, you're keeping the law. Did you see the one TikTok going around today about the, the guy was talking about, it's like, you get to repent. Like you get to do it. Like we, you know, instead of when people are, he starts the video off saying, you know, we shouldn't be saying you need to repent. Uh, with a, with this look on your face, like the stern look, like you need to repent. It said it's like you get you to get repent. To. Yeah, you have an opportunity. You've been given a mercy and a grace that God hasn't just struck you down in right where you're at. You know Ohio. I mean? this, also, this is the only time in all of creation, right, in all of eternity, right now, is the only time that you get to worship God through pain. Think about that. When you go to heaven, there will be no pain, and you'll worship him in his glory. I can't if you go to hell. Oh my gosh, I if can't you go to hell, you're not worshiping him. But right now, as pain and suffering comes, you get to worship him through that. 
And you get to say, I, I get this sucks. I get this hurts. I know what I'm going through is painful, but I still love you. You are God. Like that, that should say something to your soul that no matter what you're going through, he's still God of all. God has made this all about him. And we get to be as image bearers. We get to be with God. We get to fulfill his promises for the earth. Mm. His sub, his uh, sub, um, What's the active word for subduing when he's, uh, I don't remember. I don't, I'm not going to say it right, but the I'm fact not that smart. we get, well, I know you're going to, you're going to know the concept when I say it, like we, we've been called to go and subdue the earth to, to, to bring order out of chaos. Look at where we are technologically in the world. We have brought order out of chaos. God has created us onto the earth to do that. And that's because we are image bearers of God. We're not just made in his image. We are bearing it. And the man, the, the most fascinating thing about this video, I'm so excited because this is such fun stuff to talk about, is that God, when, when the temples were built in the Old Testament, uh, the final thing that they would do after building the, the layers of temple and everything else, they would create a graven image of the God of that temple. And they would place that graven image in the middle of the temple. Well, guess what God does? He doesn't, he doesn't allow a graven image of himself to fill the temple. The image of himself that fills the temple is us. We are the image bearers of God. We are the image that fills the temple in to bring God glory. We represent the God, the creator God. Isn't that incredible? That is amazing. Likeness and an image. I, whoo, man, I am so excited, bro. I, (laughs) So, so and the pastor preached on this today because we we're he's he's taking us through Exodus and he uh, he gets to you know the 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 designing of the te- of the temple or of the um, um the tabernacle yeah and uh, he you know he finally gets to chapter forty of Exodus and it, it once a year the high priest would go in and finally lay the blood on the mercy seat right but when Christ died. And all of the things that you see in the tabernacle are reflections or there is this typography of Christ that is occurring. And then the veil that was always there to shield the Holy of Holies from the holy place, from the uh, um, open quarter, which is called the, uh, uh, the inner court. Yeah. The inner court. Right. So um, there the court. Yeah. The courtyard. Right. So when that veil is finally torn, Right. And we see that happen with Christ on the cross. Like that access is made. We now become the temple. We now have an ability to praise him. We now have access to the Holy of Holies through Christ. I, I, if that doesn't make your skin crawl, man, that, that is amazing to just know that I, of- I have a chance. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't have to be the high priest. Yes. Think of this, this, this evolution, for lack of better terms, but this evolution of God's way of bringing order out of chaos. Like we have been, we within ourselves, when he saves us, he is bringing order out of chaos. We are chaotic. We are sinning left and right without any type of, you know, we're just doing it. It's in our nature. It's our very nature to just be sinful. And God, when he saves us and he regenerates us, he is he is uh, initiating order. And then he says, go work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. So he's initiating this process of sanctification that is bringing order out of chaos. And, and with 
modern technology and in the advancement of where we are today in the world, more and more order is coming out of chaos. And it looks sometimes really chaotic and we're not really sure what's going on, but God is still doing it. I mean, historically, we are so far more ordered than we ever were in history and in the chaos yeah. of history. That's probably why I'm going to end up being a post-mill. This is ultimately going to probably lead to me being a post, nice. have a post-millennial and, you know, eschatology. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're not post-mill, it's, it's fine. You'll be like a janitor in heaven. So Yeah, right. Well, that's, which is, there's badges. We got to see them. God showed us in a dream collectively. Got to see. No, I'm just lying. Now I'm just going to get in trouble for just making things up. But so to bring us back to this idea that preparing kids for college, preparing kids for the world. Yes. Yes. Free, that's a heavy burden that you now have to bear as the uh, I love minister. It. Right. Like you. Yes. You got you're the guy. Right. Like that pastor is there to shepherd the entire flock as a whole. An associate pastor oftentimes will kind of deal with like how the adults do things within the church, right? How they, how they organize and stuff. And then a youth pastor, you, you get those kids ready for the world. Right? I'm going to be setting and, the, and I'm, hopefully I'm building the foundation. Well, yeah, yeah. that's, that's the goal, but I'm setting the foundations for the church, for mm. our church moving forward. The next generation that will be in our yeah. church. I'm laying the foundations now. That's what God is calling me to do. That's what youth pastors are called to do. Because the idea is you don't move away. You grow up in the church. You grow up in this body collectively. Some people move away, sure. But, you know, the the postmodern idea of growing up and moving out of mom and dad's house and forever being away from them, that's not a godly, that's not, that's not order. It's not order out of chaos. That's cha that's chaotic. You know, the, 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 um, the submitting your lives, you know, laying your lives down for the people that God has put in your life, that is creating order out of chaos. Absolutely. So, so yeah. Uh, Zila asks, uh, I don't know any of these terms. Um, I, 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 so you recommended uh, Inspiring Philosophy mm -hmm. um, for some quick five-minute podcast. Uh, simply put by Legionnaire Ministries, mm. uh, takes all these terms and kind of just walks you through them in about five to seven minutes. I think there was one episode that I saw that was like 10 minutes long. Um, so on just a quick, a quick drive, you know, if you want to just listen to something after you've done listening to the Dawkins of Rad, of course, you, can you want to listen, listen to this one first. Like, don't go to Inspiring Philosophy before you listen to us, because what we say, then go check it with him. And then right. come back to us and make sure <laughs> yeah. that you know that we're we're always going to be right. So if he's wrong, it's it's not us. It's right. It's him. It's, it's so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, simply put is the name of the podcast. Yeah, and there's I mean there's lots of great resources as well. Gotquestions.org is really good uh, when it comes to answering pretty uh, yeah doctrinal questions. Karm.org is also really good when it comes to Bible problems and apologetics. Um, those are both solid resources that are, I mean, as, as far as I'm concerned, absolutely godly, uh, Christ-exalting resources that are not going to lead you astray. They're not going to get you wrapped up into Molinism or, you know, uh, Torah. You're not, not going to, you're not going to become Torah observant by reading their websites. Yeah. Um, Go to the Doctrines of Rad on YouTube. They'll, they'll help you. Those guys are 
I have been, well, speaking awesome. of the doctrines of red, I have been uploading like all of my live, like Bible readings and like Q and A's and stuff that I do on TikTok. I upload them all now to the doctrines of rad channel under the Drew's videos playlist. So, um, nice. yeah. And so you need access for your videos so you can start getting your own playlist going and, uh, we'll just be, you know, a resource of our, you know, thoughts and progression and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. I didn't know we were, I didn't know we did that. I did text you about it, but uh, it seems like you probably forgot. <laughs> I did say that uh, I've been uploading my videos to our <laughs> to our doctrines of rad uh, YouTube. Channel. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt it. I don't yeah. doubt it. It's like okay. you want, you wanted to spend this episode talking about our weeks, right? I've been busy. Yeah, so busy. What's that, going on uh, with you? So busy that it's simple, right? Like mm. it's just, I'm just, I, I, I am anxious all the time. There's a reason I wear like a, mm. a handicap sticker on my license plate, right? Like I, I'm just, I cannot relax. And it's not a matter of like being anxious about my salvation or the future. I, I just, I'm always tense. And if I'm not work, like doing something, if I'm just mm. sitting back and relaxing, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something. You know what I mean? Well, we should be, but it doesn't mean that we always have to be doing like job work, like you should be doing something like don't be slothful. Yeah. It's just, but you, you can probably take that to an extreme, huh? Yeah. Is um, it work work for you? Is that the, the hang up? It's work. It's like my men's group fell apart. So that's, oh. I'm, oh. I'm trying to help navigate through that. Um, what happened there? I finally did find a church. We, I went and sat down and had a talk with the associate pastor. Um, their worship's kind of like a concert. Um, so that, mm. That gives me weird vibes, but <laughs> it does. It happens, dude. So you, sometimes you got to compromise, bro. Like on secondary and issues, I, you got to be able to do it, though. Here's why I settled there. My family, we've been church hopping for months. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there was a question here. I don't know if the guy's still in here, but uh, why did I leave Grace Baptist Church? Because they there was church hurt. Like they hurt me. Um, plain, plain and simple. Uh, so my family needed a place to like, I needed to get them. We needed to get settled. Um, and the associate pastor's plan for how he wants to disciple and set up teaching and just growing the individual believer more than just growing the church is what I was attracted to. And I want to be a part of like how Mm. he's going to disciple a, a congregation of 800 people. 600 like active members. So I'm like, that's, okay, a, that's pretty large. It, it's huge. And I, I, so here it's still funny thing. I told him when I sat down, I was like, look, man, I walked into y'all's church uh, thinking like the worst things possible. I was like, this place is too big. Like I, mm. I was getting in my own way. Right. Yeah. I was oh, like yeah, my yeah. mind race. I was like, just this place is going to, I guarantee these people it's prosperity gospel. I guarantee uh-huh. it. I'm just waiting for him to tell me that yeah. I can. Stephen Furtick's going to jump out and be like, ah! yeah, this one of mine. Huh? <laughs> Elevate. What? Elevate. <laughs> Elevate. <laughs> so that's fantastic. So I told I told him this. I was like, look, man, I, I came in here with the worst impression of you guys just based on your building. And I'm repenting mm. in my heart as I'm sitting down and looking at these people and I'm trying not to be judgmental and get out of my own head. And I tell my wife, I was like, you know, I gotta use the restroom. And I go to the bathroom and I go to the middle urinal. I always do that. I don't know why. Dude, like, you're I, that I, guy. I'm Seriously? that guy. Um, I don't I'm know. I'm never going to meet you in person then. Because if we ever meet publicly <laughs> and have to share a bathroom at the same time, dude, uh, it's going to be, we're going to fight. 
I don't like there was nobody else there. It was just me. But I went straight Look, to anybody room. could walk in. And <laughs> I are like you serious? Man, how you doing? You know you're what I mean? That bro you conversations. You're, you're the guy in every meme. You're gonna and you crossfit too. Of course you do. So you're gonna be like, I'm a vegan. I do CrossFit. Psst, I like paleo. Uh, did I tell you about like my workout today? Like, no, please sure. do. <laughs> please so, do. but here's the more. thing: as I'm like, as I'm fighting with like myself for being judgmental of this of this church, I look up and it's a poster at the urinal of uh, of the Trinity explained. Right, God the Father is not God the Son. God the Son is not. Uh, God the Spirit, God the Spirit is not um, God the Father, right? And that, and then it yes, explained, yes. then it explained like uh, you know heresies. What is what is modalism? You know what is partialism? And I'm like that is awesome. And I look over to my left and I see the Apostles' Creed, and then I look over to my right and I see the five solas laid out, and it's just these three posters. And I'm like, that's awesome. At a urinal. So I stole them. I took them home with me. Of course. And I'm never (laughs) going back again. What do you do? What else do you do with treasures like that? You take them with you. That's why Um, I got the solace tattooed on my body so that I can just remember them at all times. (laughs) I love it. Uh, But yeah, so I I immediately, my heart changed in that moment. And I just went in and I worshiped and had a good time. And it was songs that me and my wife, my my daughter play in the uh, living room when we, just want to like dance in the living room and she, she had a great time. It was just, it was a good moment. So that's, that's where we're going now. So hopefully that works out. Men's group fell apart and then uh, I'm anxious. So that was my week. Is the pastor, are they reformed? I mean, that sounds like they're reformed. Are they like openly reformed? Uh, Southern Baptist. Okay. Okay. So they're probably more on the conservative side of, of things. Yeah. Well, that's good though. I mean, I've been, I think some of, some of the best uh, reformed churches that I've been in are Southern Baptist reformed churches for sure. I'm so, so happy, happy I'm, I'm a, a woman. woman. I will never know. Oh yeah. About the urinals. Yeah. Well do, so do the ladies get like, do you get like scripture verses on the back of the stalls or anything? Or do you have to like carve those in yourself? Like <laughs> I'll, I'll, Jennifer I'll... was here for 26. Why do people do that? I've never understood. And then people reply, right? So somebody would be like, oh, I literally saw this at a gas station the other day because I do a lot Twitter, of Twitter, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Egyptian hieroglyphs. Somebody shows up and like, I got to go check the wall, guys. It's been a week that I've been to the, <laughs> the stall on it, Route 44. I got to go check the wall. <laughs> it was like, it was like, uh, uh, the election was stolen and then it said Biden uh, rules and then un- like it had an X to it and it said, you suck. And then it said Trump sucked. And it was like people having this conversation. I'm like, what is who brings a marker into this place? You have better things to do. Honestly, I feel like I'm going to start doing that. I just want to start defacing public (laughs) urinals and and stalls. Just make TikToks about it. That's going to be great. I know. You know, it was good to take a a week off of TikTok, dude. Yeah. Like I was doing uh, I was doing my news stuff. Uh, which did you watch my news today? I feel like I did my best joke ever of all time. No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So here's, let me give you the setup. So I don't know if you follow football, uh, Antonio, I think Robinson from the Florida Gators. Okay. I don't know if that sounds like a person. So he has a nickname. It's, uh, 
AR15 is his nickname, but he is he's changing his nickname because Antonio Robinson AR and his number, his jersey number is 15. Um, but he is changing his uh his his nickname because he doesn't want to promote, you know, the AR15. He doesn't want to promote gun violence. So I said mm. instead he is changing his name to Baby Murder Fentanyl Opioid Crisis. It's good, right? It's a good joke. It's my favorite one so far. No, I did. Th- I did. I did see that one today. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I I just get happy sometimes when I make good jokes. Where do you come up with this? I uh, I, I write all of my jokes the second I read the headline. I immediately know if it's going to go into my my video or not. What do you? I, so do you just like do a morning of like you get headlines? So you like walk me through your morning. I go to dailywire.com. What's up, Brandon? Uh, I go to dailywire.com. I read their headlines, and then it's so I am not plagiarizing. I uh, change them around. I shift them around a little bit, but keep yeah. the, I keep the headline the same. And then I just Norm McDonald it, dude. I just come up with a dumb joke about it uh, at the end, and uh, at least one person laughed. You, I know. I thought it was hilarious. That's why I make the videos. I don't make them for anybody else. Um, but uh, I just. I, I think that politics is idiotic and uh, that you have to laugh at it. And I think if, if mm. at least with as polarized as the world is, if you can just take a joke and just be kind of like, and if you get people to laugh at something that they may not normally laugh at uh, because it's just ridiculous or over the top or whatever, or, or it like exposes the silliness of the, the issue that we're talking about, then to me, I feel like that's a, a good way to not take it so serious because I wouldn't make those jokes about truths like who Jesus is. I wouldn't make jokes about like Bible jokes. Like I, I take scripture to be holy. I take I take it very serious, you know, the word of God. So I wouldn't do that. But for everything else, I feel like it's fair game because, you know, why shouldn't we – sorry. Why shouldn't we laugh at, uh, at that sort of stuff? Dude, the da- Daily Wire is totally going to pick us up as one of their shows. It's going to happen. Well, if, I might have to leave this podcast because I might get picked up by either the Babylon Bee or the Daily Wire. I'm That's open anywhere. to negotiation. In fact, <laughs> if one of them contacts me, I'm going to go straight to the other one and be like, hey, guys, look, Daily Wire wants me. I'm going to uh, I need to see some Babylon Bee. This is what they're offering. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I need to I actually need to like start getting more involved in current events. Yeah, like, I think it's really good to involved. just just to to prepare ourselves right for for how do we how do we challenge we have to challenge the ideologies of of the day christians need to have an answer the bible says to always be ready to give an answer about the hope that we have within and every year every week or whatever ideologies change we have to be ready and you can't you can't stay you can't uh you can't live in the past and say, well, no, only this matters. Like if you don't evolve with the culture, you can't, you will not be able to share the gospel relevantly with the culture and in, in some, you know, and the gospel stands alone. It's still the power of God to salvation, but people need answers, questions answered. People need encouragement too. Christians need their faith built. So yeah. that's a great way to do it too, is knowing how to respond to craziness in the culture. Christians need to be encouraged like the world is sad and scary bro right like it doesn't bring like does does the news bring anybody peace i haven't it doesn't bring me peace like that's why i have to make fun of it it makes me anxious and and upset somebody just said a skippy top logan's loyal gospel crew 
I love you, man. Yeah. It doesn't bring us peace. It brings us anxiety. It's meant to. Yes. Right? Because it's easier to spark fear than joy. People people respond off of fear. They remember to continue discussing things based on fear, but not, not things that just put a smile on their face. Dude, look at how, I mean, gosh, look at how the devil just wants to glorify everything else but God. Hmm. He is just actively doing it. <clears throat> we, what do you do? How do you, how do you, um, when you see stuff that makes you anxious, whether it's uh, you know a TikTok that's saying blasphemous stuff, or I'll wait till you're done. Oh, is it really doing that? It that made a noise, <laughs> bro. I heard <laughs> that seriously made a Why noise. It's a microphone. <laughs> it was scratching my lip. Bro, if you guys on TikTok could be here and listen to what Logan is doing on YouTube, he is rubbing his furry face across the microphone foam, and it's just going. I can't be that sensitive. Dude, it is so that sensitive. <laughs> anyway, how do, <laughs> how do you. Um, I, yeah, give me the question again. How do you deal with when you start to feel stressed out about the world and stuff like that? What are some things that you do to kind of catch yourself before you go overboard? Worst ASMR yeah. ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, Christian ASMR. Um, well, I mean, depending on what it was. So here's a perfect example. When uh, I watched uh, What is a Woman? Um, it kind of radicalized me. Right. When that. that um, yeah. Yeah. One second. Oh, it's okay. Hi, sweet girl. You love that girl. What's up, girly? Hi. You are so beautiful. Say hi. Is that you? (laughs) Good night. Oh, my gosh. You are so cute. You and my daughter would get along so wonderfully. What a beautiful little girl. You are blessed. Thanks, man. I really got to get. We got to meet, man, so our kids can play. Yeah, we do. We can actually, you know, we are talking about going to the ark. Even though I might be an old earth creationist now. <laughs> yeah, maybe Ken Ham will change your mind with his no, line. Punch him in the face. <laughs> you know why. I can't wait. If I met him, I would punch him right in the stomach. I can't wait. <laughs> Dude, he's I there. Can't. He's there all the time. My in-laws went. Does he live there? He can't. You, you're not lives. Noah. You're not. You're, you're not. You're not going to be him. I think him. Ken Ham lives in the dinosaur exhibit of the, cre- of the ark. Do you see yeah. John Chris? Uh, like, so you said you don't like Bible jokes. But you, what do you think of John Chris? Uh, he like, I mean, aside from, I think, I think he's got a platform, and and he he, I think sometimes he takes a little bit too many liberties with the truths of God. I think sometimes oh, he, he crosses a little bit of a line. Some, yeah, I sometimes. But he's, I mean, I he's got that. his he's got his finger on the pulse of of modern evangelicalism for sure. Like yeah. he, he knows what are funny jokes and he knows like his, his church's series, like the church swap or um, like a, I think there's like a series that he does where he's like trying different churches. Like one's, you know, like the one's too uh, progressive one's too like stuffy, you know, like he makes jokes and those, those are funny. I think making fun of, of, of church culture can be funny. I think it can mm. be appropriate. Um, but I think when you have like, for example, he made a video about pride, right? 
And it was kind of like one of those tongue in cheek, like, oh, everybody's talking about these rainbows or whatever. I don't remember the whole video, but I'm like, man, this guy really has an opportunity uh, mm. to to speak more truth in in the direction of stuff like that. But but again, it's not my ministry. It's just a personal preference, perhaps. I think he has a use. I think he's got a function in the body. Uh, and um, so, you know, God will be the one to determine that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, the arc. The arc. Oh yeah, so, punch punch him in the face if you meet him. Well, let's go together. You're and not no. Him. You're not Noah. You're not. You're not you're, you're Noah. Not, you're not gonna like, be him with the fervor of Matt Chandler. You're not Noah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just punch him right in the gut. Like, no matter how much you try, like. Uh. He's going to start um, growing his hair out and then wearing tunics and stuff, walking about. And he's just, he's just like, you know, with his almost, almost totally gone Australian accent, he would like, ah, no. And then he just I, speaks. I, I think he truly believes that one day the earth is going to flood again. He's going to be, on I think it's possible. Ready, ready, he's ready, ready to, to go. go. He's got, he's got satellite dishes and Wi-Fi ready to go for at least the second flood. Oh, just in Michael case. Smith. We're only joking. I would not punch Kim Ham in the face. In the but stomach though. We in would. the stomach. He's getting it. <laughs> he's getting it, bro. <laughs> We are uh, kidding, guys. We love Ken Ham. I actually have two of his books. Actually, I have three of his books. So I'm not, I'm not again. Everybody has a place, man. We look at us. We're useful idiots in the kingdom. God allows us to live. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. know why. Oh man. Um. So, um. What about October, dude? Do you think we could maybe even do like a little rad uh, meetup in October if we started to plan it enough? You know we we'll could do. get some people. You know, we'll just set up a table, set up our microphones, and just start just talking. And set up I am cameras. the captain now. <laughs> Look at me, Ken Ham. I am the captain now. <laughs> I am I am Noah now. No, no, you're not. Stop it. Oh man. Um so, so today Yeah, we can set up a I, table. That'd be fun. Yeah, go ahead. Today I got a text message from my wife, and it was basically a conversation that happened today. And it was uh mommy, smell my finger. And my wife saying, no, I'm not going to smell your or smell my hand. She said, no, what happened to your hand? She's like, just smell my hand. This is a three-year-old. And she's like, why? What did you do to your hand? She's like, will you please just smell my hand? So my wife reluctantly goes to smell it. She's like, it smelled like straight, sweaty butthole. Bro, like, that is my, all just, of my children. And so she's like, my, did she just like, stink bomb your wife? Yes. And she's just dying laughing. He's apparently. from Georgia, Brandon. From Georgia. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Texas, California, and then the army he's, brought me to Georgia. He's Hispanic. I, he's actually yeah. a person of color. <laughs> Sweet. Bro, oh, you're talking about me. Yeah. Yes. Kids, See, yeah. Uh, kids, butt hands, dude. Like there is that's a real problem is in raising children. Can we just talk about that for a second? <laughs> but she's three. She's already like pranking my wife. Oh, it's 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 just like that scene in Mallrats where he's like, you got to get him with the stink palm, man. You just go, you just wipe. You know, after a sweaty day, you get a good wipe just to wipe that sweat off. You know, you give him a little bit of chocolate in your hand, and then you give a good old, <laughs> get a good old handshake. And it's you stink palm them, and that's that's the worst thing that could ever happen to somebody. And our kids I, do it to it all the time. I'll be like, "Oh, baby, come cuddle with me. Come here, sweet girl." You know, and she's like, "Oh, dad, I love you." And then she starts like putting her hands on my face. I'm like, "Oh my god, stop it, please!" <laughs> she, my wife was like, "If we get pink eye, we know how we got it." Like, oh. <laughs> you don't have to fart on a pillow for us to get pink eye in our house. 
so oh, I Lord. and don't embarrass your children. So I got like this is relevant because I <laughs> okay. got this text message. I, I I got this text message and I'm walking out of lunch with my boss today. And as I exit the restaurant, um, we're walking past this car and this this girl's little girl's dad was like, What stick quit sticking? Like he purposely yelled this out. Quit sticking your hand in your like ASS. <laughs> And she looked at me with like ghost face, just pale. Like, and I felt so bad. I and I laughed. I just immediately, and then I looked at her face. I was like, "Oh, she'll never. This will. She'll never forget this. She'll remember this. Oh my! She's gonna have a podcast one day. She's gonna talk about this moment where her dad. She's gonna be in therapy. Verbally abused. (laughs) He was so mean. He purposely Uh. would do this. But to answer your question, what do I do? So, Uh. uh. uh, what is a woman came out and it kind of radicalized me when listening to that uh, woman who had her uh, gender changed, right? Um, yes, the one that and, wished that she hadn't done it. She and was yeah. like crying out for the American people to stop and realize what they were doing to stop this narrative, to yeah. just to stop. And, you know, she's actively just pouring her heart out on this. And, uh, just the way she described children and everything, it just, it broke my heart. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to go out and just do everything I can to stop this. Like, I, I want to now just like transphobic. Like I, it just like, I, I was like this, it awakened something this. in you. It did. I was like, we cannot be doing this to children and having like, if, yeah. if minors are too young and hold on before I, I like, get canceled here let me explain you get a lot of comments i'm not getting any comments so i'm not saying it thanks guys (laughs) (laughs) but so as as i was going through this emotion of like kids who who apparently aren't you know adult enough to buy a gun or to vote or to join the military are adult enough to make a permanent decision with their body yes um I, i i i mean i was angry i was so angry i enjoyed the documentary but i was angry and what I did is I sat down and prayed and I'm like, you got to calm my heart. Yeah. There, there's another way to just, because I was, you will not hurt children. It, it just, it, it, it broke me like to, so whenever I get anxious like that, man, it, it begins with prayer. It has to. And then the it's word mass of sterilization of, of people, man. It's yeah, it really gonna, is. It is mass it really sterilization. Is. It, it's going to be, it, and we I, are, oh, it's, yeah. I've even right. heard people go as far as say like, well, it's okay, right? Right? Like we we got too many people anyways. The world's overpopulated. No, it's not. It's not our call no. to make. And, yeah. Right? People die constantly. Our, our birth rate, Elon Musk does this whole talk on it. Like that if we don't do something, we're, we're really going to see like the pains of this, you know, 25, mm-hmm. 30 years from now. Um, and you know what though? That may very well be God's plan. I mean, it is, if that's what happens, it is God's plan. You know, it's, it, it, it's a, it's a hard concept to get behind, but if it does happen, if God allows it to happen, it's not that he's doing it. Like he's not going to find out about it. It's intentional. So uh, we may be seeing some of the, the beginning stages of, of a, uh, a sorting of the sheep and the goats. Uh, what's up, Rex? Um, so, you know, and that's not to say that we should allow it to happen. Uh, we have to speak truth. We have to we have to speak to the sanctity of life. Uh, we have to speak to the authority of God. That man cannot usurp God's authority to dictate life and whether life, what life is allowed to live, and what life is not. 
So um, it's not man's call. And we have to speak truth to that. But don't be surprised if this is not a way that God is weeding out demonic things and uh, and 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 taking out a generation, an ungodly generation. He's done it in the past. He has let generations go to waste and be destroyed in order that he might bring glory. And there are people that don't exist on the planet anymore because they uh, defied God and their generation passed away. There are, yeah. So don't, I mean, look, we, we don't have a right. If, if God were to decide to do that with America or our society, we don't, we, God's going to do it. He's, we just need to glorify God. We have to continue to glorify God and to live in his statutes and his standards, uplift him and to teach the true things of God with confidence. It doesn't matter. The world's going to hate us. Uh, who's my co-host? That is Logan, my friend. And uh, he is the co-host of our Doctrine of Rad podcast, which is also going live on YouTube right now. This will be uploaded, the whole thing. But uh, we do this on TikTok, the field questions, and we also do it on YouTube as we're doing it. Do you Go remember ahead. Crystal? Do you remember Crystal? I do. She said, is he letting you talk? <laughs> yes. I get I get like 30 seconds every four minutes. So Crystal, I, I came into this podcast very excited about the things of the Lord. So uh I'm sorry if I don't give Logan the, the room. <laughs> but uh, I must glorify the Lord whether Logan is on board with it or not. Always on board. I know you are, buddy. Yeah. All right. So now what? Let's what uh, let's field some questions from the crowd. What do you Hold think? on. What do, what do you do when you're anxious? So my I, I have panic attacks. Didn't yeah. you hear my story? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't deal with it. That's the problem. I'm looking. I'm at, I'm not asking for a friend. I am the friend. I need help. Oh man. So I did oh, learn I, this. I did. <laughs> I did learn this uh, cool thing about like taking, holding a tray of ice when you start to feel anxious because it it kind of gets your brain distracted away from the anxiety and onto like the cold feeling. And I, it doesn't work for everybody, but it it's actually something that I I just learned about and tried uh, recently, and I felt like it it kind of worked. Um, so what do I do with crystals. Crystal, yes. Well, my I was taught by my mother to do that with rocks and obsidian <laughs> and to sit under pyramids for healing. No kidding. Um, so, uh, no, I uh, look, the, the Lord has used my anxiety for me every time that I go through these stages of like pure, like really bad anxiousness, really bad like attacks. The Lord does something immediately after like a mm -hmm. soothing salve. So it's I if this is the thorn, if this is a, a like Paul's thorn in his side that the Lord never removed. And that's what it is for me. Then God will still be glorified through it. Like sitting on a pyramid is uncomfortable. And no, you would sit in it, <laughs> but yes, it would be uncomfortable. Like same with traffic cones. Um, but um, my, yeah, my, uh, like I, the Lord is, is taking me through this stuff, man. Uh, and so I feel like the, the problem, a lot of my anxiety comes from idolatry. When mm. I put something, cause you know, that's me allowing something to affect me that has, that has no control over me, but I give it control over me. Um, and so it's an idol and 
I think it's more of a warning or a red flag for me to step back from whatever I'm doing when I'm going through those moments of, of having this extreme anxiety or panic is to, it's immediately to go to God, immediately to drop what I'm doing to go pray and, uh, and rely on him. And just like, sometimes I feel like I'm like Jacob wrestling with God, like, uh, just I'm like, Lord, I please, I can't do this. You know, like, I feel like I'm like mm. arguing with him. I'm like, God, please stop this. Take this from me. Like, I can't, uh, I can't that deal with me. this and I'm not trusting you. That hit me hard. Hit oh, me well, hard. good. Well, praise right, God. That's right in the place, man. Right in the heart. Same. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's idle. I, I gotta tell you though, like me becoming reformed. Yeah. And, and this isn't me like pushing a reformed agenda guys, but like, but if you want to be, we can help you. <laughs> If you go to the Doctrines of Rad YouTube channel, that's right. it's if it's if you if you take a left at Inspiring Philosophy, okay, yeah, that's right. Or past that's Desiring right. God. Well, you yeah. can take a pit stop there at Inspiring <laughs> Philosophy, but make your way on over here. Um, but it, it it just gave me like peace, right? So think about this: like when you seriously, like when you read Matthew six, and yeah. you just and I truly like meditate on it, like just ponder what God's telling you. Like everything falls into place. Like I, I am not the same person I was when I was an Armenian because I'm, I, I have joy now. The, the worst things in the world can happen to me, and I will not deny Thy Lord, Thy God. Right? Like I will not, like blame Him for it. I will not look at Him and be like, why, why did you do this? I just kind of say, okay, what do you want me to do with this new? It makes me want to glorify, give it more yeah, through to like, Him, give him glory, right? even through, in this. In yeah. this, that like, through yes. it, I want to, I want to just like, okay, this sucks. Now what? And it, it's hard. It's not easy to navigate when it's happening. But in hindsight, you're like, oh, I get. I it hate. Now. I hate. I absolutely hate what I'm getting ready to say next. Okay, I, I hate it so much. God's sovereignty I'm, is best understood I'm, in hindsight. I'm, I'm, I'm quoting, casting crowns. Nice. But praise him in the storm. Amen. I mean, that is like Rex is asking, how do I turn off the carnal mind and wait for God? You have to turn off the things around you. Like, dude, like you have to turn off TikTok or TV or movies or restaurants or like you, you have to you have to turn off, man. You have to deny the flesh. Your carnal mind is going to be fed by all of the things around it. You have to yeah. you have to put it to death. You have to put your mind and your your carnality, your your flesh to death, and Amen. and just fill it with praise. Put on some worship music. Drop to your knees. Start praying to the Lord. Uh, grab a book, preferably the Bible. But if you're not feeling Bible-y that day, grab a John MacArthur book or grab a um, Ken Ham book. <laughs> but and seriously. then punch that, and then open it to the middle of the book and punch it right in the center of the book. Bro. That's what you do before you start reading his book. Yeah. Is he a mole? Yeah, he I haven't actually heard him heard him say that. Okay. Wait, who's who's IP again? What were we talking about? Inspiring philosophy. Oh, he might be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's really well versed in Hebrew and like old old testament stuff. So well, so a lot uh, of times people who are really big into philosophy end mm. up becoming Molinist, right? Because they have to like God not make God the author of evil, right? They, they, right. If God is so sovereign, then that means he's quite literally controlling everything, which includes right. 
the the wrong that occurs. Um, and you know, I mean, there's there's things about Molinism that aren't like damnable heresies. You know, like they, I think they still have a, a pretty solid. Like, uh, isn't William Lane Craig a Molinist? That that dude is an amazing apologist. That guy could could convince. You know, where, yeah, where I stopped listening to him was, uh, and he really helped me. So in college, right, I'm going through this crisis of faith, right, geology class, and I'm I'm broken, dude, and I I'm like I need help. And a buddy at an art class because I was an art major, um, basically uh, said, "Hey man, I, I want you to look up Robbie Zacharias, William Lane Craig, uh, John Lennox, all these guys at the time that were like really starting to come up in the YouTube world, and it just helped me come to peace and then." Eventually, I became reformed in 2013, so it all just kind of worked itself out. But go and ponder. Who, who asked you that question about? Uh, uh, that was Reaction Rosie. Carnal, carnal oh, no. Uh, oh, so no, that was first. Rex. Rex Andrew so, Gilbert asked that question. So, so Rex, like, seek first the kingdom of God above all things, right? And then everything else will be handed to you. If you're so focused on God. Everything, because everything else, quite literally, is a distraction and can become an idol that distracts you from, from God, right? So, I mean, but if you're just focused on Him, it doesn't matter. Eventually, those things that are carnal minded will have no pleasure, right? Yes, Dude, yes, I, Lewis, I feel like that's it, where I'm getting. I feel like yeah. I'm getting so close to that point. Oh, you completely sanctified, right? You're just you're in your glorified body. That's where. I, well, going. I will be raptured first, just to let you know. <laughs> just so y'all know, I'll be closest yeah. to the throne. Yeah, I was told. <laughs> I knew a man who was lifted up to the third heaven and saw you things your, that I cannot come back and explain. You'll have your badges. Okay. So we were sailing yeah. together. We, it's like a sash. You know, the two prophets in revelations. That's yeah. Us. Yeah. That's us. <laughs> I'm going to do not use that. Sorry, Lord. Sorry, Lord. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> um, Rex is saying, explain apologetics. Uh, it's defense of the Bible using uh, historic, historical, poetic, uh, lots of different uh, logical conclusions to explain the truth of scripture uh to the truth of of jesus's existence um that you know for example sh using statistics to show how impossible it would be for just one person to fulfill one or two of the prophecies in which prophesied about jesus and yet jesus fulfills all of the old testament prophecies so apologetics can lay that stuff out and it's very smart people saying very smart things that's that's the best explanation I can give you of apologetics. No, apologetics is great. It's a very good defense of the Bible, and it will help you in your faith. It will. Absolutely. In you fact, uh, Case for Christ is one uh, was one I would highly recommend. Uh, Josh McDowell. Uh, also, Evidence That Demands a Verdict is another good apologetics book for like basic apologetics. But CARM uh, C A R M dot org is a great website for that. Is Josh McDowell really soft tone? I think so. I think he might have a. Uh, I think he might have a TikTok actually. Or is it Sean McDowell? No, that's Sean McDowell. Yeah, and who's he? he is he the he, I kiss dating goodbye guy? I think I'm gonna look him up now. Hang on a second. Can you post the picture of him onto the yeah. YouTube? Will stop yeah. it, Hunter. Pato Baptists are gonna be custodians in heaven. <laughs> Along with all the babies they baptized, you Nat, you automatically right. become a custodian. Here you go. Let me That's get his happens. window. I 
can't see my own um, thing here. Logan, you're going left. Here you go. You see it? Yes, that's him. So Yeah, that's Sean McDowell. Did he – He uh, just how soft tone he was when talking to uh, uh, Matthew Vines, who was a pro – Oh yeah, pro gay, gay guy, gay, pro gay Christian, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Monogamy. He he preaches that you should follow all the same. Uh, Sean is Josh's like, son. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's what I was trying to look up. Thank you very much. So Sean, the way he responds to people with love is where I got like got that from. I was like, that's and I prayed. I was like, Lord, I want that. Where I just like it doesn't matter what somebody believes. I respond to them with yeah. kindness and love and just. Hey, look, I get why you believe what you believe, but you're wrong. Okay? <laughs> you're, you're not Noah, Ken. You're not. <laughs> Ken Ham, you guy. We're going to come after you, buddy. Um, I, we, we really got to do that. We'll do like a a live audience Doctrines of Rad episode. Yeah, I've I'll got ta- I'll tables. talk to Ken. I'll talk to Ken. Uh, and, if he says, if he, and if he says no. If he says no, I... that's it. That's the punch to the gut. One, it just takes one, <laughs> just one. Uh, Rex is asking, what do you suggest for friends who believe in God, but don't believe the Bible? So, uh, you got any Ooh. good resources for that? Yeah. So I'll just take you through my thought process for one. And then, um, uh, listen to Orthodox Christianity or people that believe in Orthodox Christianity and why, um, here's the thing. Salvation is so important. To, to the human race, right? Without that, there is no hope, right? If Jesus, if, if Jesus was not who he said he was, right? If he, if he was just a liar or a lunatic and he wasn't Lord, then not, there's literally nothing. There's no worldview out there that can actually help our condition, right? Everything is works-based and will never be good enough because every action quite literally is selfish at its core. So there would be no hope for mankind, Right, and that means there. If if that's the case, and God created this world this way, then I would say there is no God if there is no Christ. Right, that there was a plan for redemption. So one day the world, the sun is going to blow up, and we're all just going to be gone, and none of this was this all for was for nothing. Or Jesus was who he says he was. Case for Christ is good. Yeah, least um, trouble. Case for Christ. This is a good one. And that was during a time where uh, the leftist agenda was really pushing back on. Uh, Christ mythicist, right? Yes. Um, so they were saying there there was never a Jesus. Well, he's quite literally was a person. Um, so to get so now so taking that premise that if Jesus was who he said he was, or if he wasn't, then all of this is for nothing and none of this matters anyways. Go ahead and go do whatever you want because one day right. the world the sun's going to explode and none of this matters. Or he was telling the truth, right? And the thing about scripture, the thing about the Bible is that it is sufficient. It is clear enough for you to understand one message from beginning to end. The Bible says one thing that God loves you and that his son died for you and he is there to redeem you. Right? And there is this plan of redemption that is going to occur. Everything in scripture is going to point to that one message. And it's kind of, if you think about it, kind of a miracle that people separated by hundreds of years, generations, different locations, time and space. They are completely separated. And every last one of them write about that exact same thing. Yeah. The redemption of mankind through God's holy lamb. 
So let's let's yeah. follow up on Rex's question, how, uh, and then we'll get to Chris, Crystal's question. Uh, I'm on board 100%, 100%. He says, how do you approach unbelievers about it? So let's say, practically speaking, they believe in God. They maybe believe in Jesus even, but they don't really believe uh, on the authority of Scripture. Maybe that's his question, is how do you approach uh someone about that or or do you is that you know a primary issue first or you know how do you right so that was my point is that if yeah. if, if if scripture is the only way that we actually come to know jesus right it is the bible that literally tells us about him now there's nothing else out there that tells us who he was right there's commentaries there's discussions but nothing tells us about him like the gospels do or what the new testament does including the old testament Right, so if the Bible does that and you, you're claiming to believe in God, potentially believe in Jesus, then I would I would recommend to trust this trust scripture. And in the process of doing that, God reveals himself to you because it is sufficient. It is clear enough. for Yeah, you I mean, where do you like without scripture, I guess, you know, how do you how can you make the claim that Jesus is God? Like what 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 you do can. you base what yeah. do you base that on? Right. Like, you know, Jesus in scripture, Jesus makes the claim that I and the father are one. No one can come to the father, but through me, you know, without um, recognizing the authority of scripture, uh, you can believe almost anything because you can just say, well, I believe this without any type of substantial foundational proof yeah. for it. So uh, Jesus Crystal responds, wants to know. Jesus responds oh, to the Pharisees and says, before Moses was, I am. I am. Right. And they picked up rocks to stone him. We have that record of him claiming to be God. Crystal wants to know, um, can you be reformed without believing all of the Calvinist theology? I'm assuming she probably means like tulip. Um, yes and no. Kind I, of? The, the formal answer would be no. Right. right. Like, it, like definitionally reformed. No. But you can have some sort of, I mean, I think Molinists kind of consider themselves to be reformed, right? In some ways. Uh, depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. William Lane Craig isn't reformed. Right. Where I stopped listening to it was when he said people can come to go to heaven without Jesus. Right? Did he really say that? Yeah. So like basically if somebody never has the gospel preached to them and they oh. die, then God judges them accordingly. And he takes that from Romans, but like, yeah, uh, I think that's bad hermeneutics. Um, but that that would ultimately I just I would just resort to God be like, well, that's God's choice. You know, I mean, right. I don't see well, that in scripture, but I mean, if God wants to do that. But it makes Jesus a liar. I am the way, the truth, the life. Right. Sure. Yeah. No man can come to the father. I mean, in, unless you're right. I mean, it, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, Rex is saying, do you, either of you approach strangers to spread the gospel? I am not much of a street preacher type evangelist. Um. I can get, I can, I feel like I can do really well when it comes to like one-on-one -on -one conversations, but, uh, and probably I'll do well, I think in the youth, youth pastor setting, uh, being able to answer questions like that. But, um, I get, I think I'm too anxious. I think I would have a hard time doing what like Stuart Nettle, uh, does or, um, wretched does, you know, Todd Friel, he'll go out and do some street preaching. Uh, what about you? Do you do street preaching, Logan? <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish I want to. I should because no church here apparently wants me to preach, so uh, they're lost. <laughs> right. Well, tell me how you really feel, bro. Yeah, yeah, apparently, all <laughs> Hunter, you know what I'm talking about. Um, 
Oh, I like that, Rosie. She's going to be making T-shirts saying, I'm a Christian, AMA, on the back. I, I think I, I kind of – I think I would uh, – I think I would actually like to do that. And I, I've actually been thinking about that a lot is doing, like, my, my live speed paintings of Jesus and then just mm-hmm. kind of, like, giving a sermon afterwards and having an open discussion because I'm patient enough with people to understand, like, hey, you don't got to be mad. Let's just have a conversation. Like, you don't want to believe that's fine. Would you do that like publicly? Like, would you go to do a painting publicly and then like preach a gospel or a message? I think I should do that. That'd be fun. I think I should do that more often. Let's do that at the ark so we can teach Ken Ham the gospel. And then I swear, (laughs) I'm going to say, hey, this painting's for you, Ken. And then punch him in the stomach. Through the painting. (laughs) You're handing it to him like, congratulations, I made this speed. Boom! Like, just (laughs) done. Oh, man. Hey, hey Zelo's got, got a question. Yeah. Uh, do you think Jesus revealed? I'm going to paint a picture of like, or I'm just going to write Bill Nye on it and then punch him in the stomach with it. It's going to, it's going to work. It's going to work. Um, did you see that debate? No. Where him and Bill Nye like debate old earth versus uh, new earth. Well, Bill Nye he's, or young he's, earth creation is he's as much of a scientist as I am a toilet. <laughs> The science guy? Yeah, dude, he's an, he's an engineer. He's like an architectural engineer. He's not even a scientist. That's he's been propped point. up by people. He's like Mr. Wizard back in probably our day, maybe even a little bit younger. Uh, speed painting of Ken on the Ark. There you go. Do that one. Thanks, Rissa. That's a <laughs> like great Napoleon idea. Like Napoleon where he's riding the Ark? Can we, um, listen, Logan, seriously, yes. we need to meet at the Ark and at least tell Ken Ham that we have been having these conversations about punching him in the stomach. We have go to, to talk to him about episode 11, it. Ken. I need you to go to episode 11. I'll subtitle this Ken Ham. I'll Throat subtitle punch. the episode. <laughs> gut punch. Ken, Ken Ham gut Ken punch. Hammer Fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, all right, so Zeal That dead. was dirty work, Rex Andrew. The guy, it was Norm MacDonald. He was always punching. There, It was their landlord that was always, I would punch him in the stomach. Go ahead, All right, so, so Zila says, do you think Jesus reveals himself in death? Like when a person dies, what do you think? You answer and then I'll answer. I don't think that the scriptures teach that. Amen. Uh, however, I don't know that the scriptures necessarily teach dreams like that that god reveals himself in dreams in that same way maybe he maybe they do maybe i'm a little blind to that but but i will say that i do and i've heard many i've heard of many muslims uh personally say that christ has appeared to them in a dream uh and and shared the gospel and then verified it through scripture i believe nabil qureshi is one of those Mm -hmm. uh he passed away of pancreatic cancer a few years ago i believe um but uh, he was a Muslim that had had a, received a vision in a dream of Jesus and believed on Jesus. So, uh, but in death, I think the only problem or hangup that I have in that is that uh, it is it it seems to be that in life it is through like we are saved in order to glorify God. Um, now God will save anybody He wants, and I truly believe that, and I will glorify God all the way around it. But we are saved to be image bearers of God. Uh, in in order to act in a function of uh, of being an image bearer, subduing the earth, preaching the gospel, spreading the truth, sharing the news. So to do that in death, 
uh, to reveal himself in death uh, does not seem to go along the lines of the rest of scripture when it comes to why God saves us. That's my shorter answer, I guess. Yeah, I would say no, right? One that would give like some kind of hope for purgatory. Um, I think Jesus makes it very clear that uh, it, like it, it's because of him that we have even a, a an understanding of hell, like right, like a like character of hell, right? Before Shill, it wasn't it wasn't really described as Gehenna. It wasn't really described as a place of where the worm doesn't die and the gnashing of teeth, right? Yep. Um, I think I think it's you, you. You take your last breath here on earth, and you're. I mean, Paul said to be separated from, separated from the flesh is to be present with the Lord, right? To, yep. Um, separate from the body. So, um, the opposite is true for those who aren't found in Christ. They're they're going somewhere else. Um, yeah, and I just don't see God operating that way. I mean, with well, with God well, being sovereign, uh, right. So I'm going to say, like, it, you've had every opportunity here on earth to receive the gospel, right? right? What's going to change your mind on the other side? If you were, if your heart was bent against him here now, what's going to change it on the other well, side? Well, let's look at let's look at uh, the the uh, story of the man who dies and goes to Abraham's bosom, and then he's arguing about, well, if I could just go up and tell my brothers that this is real. If I could go tell my family members that this is real, they would believe they wouldn't, you know, be stuck down here with me. And the 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 spirit of the Lord, I believe, answers and says um, they wouldn't believe either way. Like they, yeah. if, whether they see it or not, they wouldn't believe. And I think that's ultimately where I fall into the reformed position is that God reveals himself to whom God pleases and those that he do, does reveal himself to become saved and glorify him and continue <laughs> And, and to that point, right, Zila, that uh, so she said, but uh, so if, if they reject that version of Jesus, like if they've been presented a false Jesus, but uh, Jesus still saved the thief on the cross. Right. Absolutely. So if, if, he obviously revealed himself in a way that was transparent to one thief while the other rejected him. Right. We, there, there, we see like the separation of the wheat and the tares right there. Like one person was, hey, you should do this for me. Get us all off of here. The other was, I deserve what I'm getting. Just remember me when you, when you come into your kingdom. Today you will be with me in paradise. Right. And he didn't get baptized either. I know. And he, not as a baby. He didn't not get as a baby. Well, he would have, then he wouldn't have, had, that, he would have already known the Lord. You hear that? I love you, Hunter. That's going to be the next thing, dude. I'm telling you, if after I get after I become an older earth creationist, which is obviously the next line of heresy that I'll fall into, uh, then I will become a, a pedo Baptist. And <laughs> he's uh, typing. I'm going to be the only I'm going to be the only reformed old earth creationist, pedo Baptist, Southern Baptist convention loving guy out there. I love it. Uh, oh, I only brought up the thief because I, uh, the purpose of salvation. Oh, comment. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, love you too, brother. What do you guys? El what else you guys got for us? Questions yeah, you got, that can be about us. Thirty minutes. You can be invisible church and not be visible. What a church. Baptist. A what Baptist? A pedo Baptist. So it's not a not a pedophile. Uh, pedo Baptist means somebody who uh, believes that the Bible teaches that uh, you should baptize your babies into the covenant of God. 
Yeah, that's what a that's what a pedo Baptist is. It doesn't P A D O. Yes. And then the credo Baptist is the idea that you are a uh, believer uh, before you're baptized, right? You confess. Yeah, you get baptized after confession, after a change of heart and repentance and stuff like that. So um, I'm not, I'm not like, I think Logan and I both are kind of in the same place. We both are, we can see it, the pedo, the pedo Baptist idea, we can see it. Um, but I'm not totally willing to say, well, that's the only right way. Maybe it's one way. Maybe it's a possible way. Um, but I think I, I think you should dedicate your children to the Lord. And whether that looks like baptism or not, you should absolutely you should proclaim to the church. I will raise my children up to serve Jesus Christ. And if that happens in uh, the form of a, a baby baptism, that's one thing or uh, an infant dedication. Um, it is all about a public proclamation of what. Uh, you plan to do so that you can be held accountable by the church. The baptism doesn't matter if nobody's going to hold you accountable. I'm with him. I see it as a welcome part of the church. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see that there. I mean, I think that God's promises for babies and children of believers is different than God's promise than than how God interacts with non-believers. Um, I. I just see, you know, it, through the faith of Abraham, I think being the father of our faith, uh, we see covenantal promises made. Um, it doesn't mean that all that come from Abraham are saved, but there are promises to those people being born into, like being born into the Jewish religion is a, that's a blessing being born in just to, to know Jesus. Like he knew, he knew me before I knew him. I love it. Symbolic only on my belief. Yeah, I you know, and again, I think we should just with humility, we should uh, we should learn and, and learn the counter arguments to our points and, and be willing yeah. to be taught to be teachable people, you know. Yeah, one of my favorite theologians um, was R.C. Sproul, and uh, he he was a Pado Baptist, now Credo Baptist because he's in heaven and he knows yes. the truth now. <laughs> he knows the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, there's people I listen to and love, and I. A lot of Presbyterians that I listen to, but a lot of my heroes in the faith are Presbyterian, um, mm. and I, I appreciate all the gold and wealth. Jesus and was a Presbyterian. <laughs> I love you so much, but yeah, like I, I don't, I don't, and nor should we make uh, division over this in a way that is. No. For example, if you don't read the King James, you are not saved. There's people creating division over that. If you don't keep the law, you're not saved. It's um, these are real issues. Legalism is a big deal. Yeah, and we have to speak openly about that stuff too. Like we can't just uh, let it go. Let me show you a book. Hang on a second here. Smith Wigglesworth, Zila. That's not a real person. Smith it's Wigglesworth not. is. I have a book about it's him. Not. It's not. I have not. a book. I have a book. Let me see. The, let me see the book. I will find it in a second. Um. <laughs> This is the book you need to check out. If you want to talk to any KJV onlyist, you need to read this by James White, The King James Only Controversy. Can you trust did, modern translations? Did you see his like conversation with that one crazy Baptist dude? Yes, the guy that looks like Jack from Lost. Yeah, that guy. Steven Anderson. Yeah, he's an independent Anderson. fundamental Baptist uh, out of Tallahassee, I think. <laughs> so James White, he's like, I don't think they're saved if they're reading K if they're can't read the KJV, but they can read the NIV. And he's like, are you serious? And sure enough, like by the end of it, James White goes, I only read scripture in Greek and Hebrew. 
in its original language. Right. That, right. It, yes. There's right. a conviction <laughs> to only read it like in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. And he, he basically told him, like, yeah, you're not saved. He said, if the shoe fits. Like, are you kidding me, guy? So the King James has more authority yes. than the, <laughs> like Greek. Come yes. on. According to here, look, here is Smith Wigglesworth. Um, it's not a real person. That's what born on eight June eighteen fifty nine in Menston, Yorkshire, England, to an impoverished family. As a small child, he worked in the fields pulling turnips alongside of his mother. He also worked in factories to help provide for his family. He was illiterate as a child, being unschooled because of his labors. Nominally a Methodist, he became a born again Christian at the age of eight. His grandmother was a devout Methodist. His parents, John and Martha, took young Smith to Methodist and Anglican churches on regular occasions. Anyway, this guy apparently, like there, he has a lot of mythology around him or a lot of Christian lore. I, I learned about him in the charismatic church um, because there's uh, the, the idea of that Smith Wigglesworth, like there's a story about him sitting across from someone on a train reading the Bible and uh, this person sitting across from him, across, sorry, sorry, babe. If she's listening, she's going to hate me for saying across. Sit, the guy sitting across from Smith began to get angrier and angrier at Smith sitting, uh, sitting across from him and finally put down his newspaper and yelled at the top of his lungs, you are convincing me of my sin. And Smith didn't do anything other than read the Bible in across from him on the train car. Like this is the type of guy that has some interesting, like apostolic almost um, uh, experiences that is documented. So it, Hey, look, if it's of the Lord, let God be glorified. As long as Jesus is glorified, you know, I'm not going to get into a huge debate on it. What do you think, Logan? Your face says otherwise. I just, I just take everything with because uh, you're because you're a cessationist, you, you goober. You got to get over this. God is bigger than your little cessational mind, buddy. And you, you know, really, it's just I. <laughs> I love you, man. It's a. I don't care what you are, dude. You're I don't Logan. know. I don't know what I believe. Like I'm, I'm just, I just love Jesus. You know, I just, like I, 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 right. I'm gonna be honest. That's what it's been. You want to know what's really been going on with me this week? Like my men's group falling apart, and just like. Just mm-hmm. all the stuff. Like I, I'm just tired of Christianity, mm. if that makes sense. Like, it, like evangelical cult, Christianity, it, it American just, evangelism. It's yeah, just no. I'm tired of like. I just want to know what what right doctrine is, and then follow that. Just give me the answer. Like, I, and I can't. I can't, just it's fresh. Right doctrine is Jesus saves. There you go. Done. That's it. I keep the main thing. The main thing. I'm tired of trying to like. Am I all male, post male, pre male? I. I mean, I, I, I'm pan mill. I, I, they all sound all pan awesome. Out. Somebody <laughs> said that in my chat earlier. It'll all pan out. Like I, it just. I, I mean, that's the way you got it. That's again, this is, let's bring it all the way back to what we've talked about at the beginning with this, with my idea of like coming into this old earth idea of creation. Um, as long as it's not, it you are not sacrificing the truths of who Jesus is and God getting the glory then be free to explore some ideas. Be free to hear things that are counter to what you may have been brought up in in the oh, church. Absolutely. Look into and, that. 
Yeah. And, and just, you know, as long as it doesn't sacrifice what Jesus did and who he is, his authority and his headship, then, then that's it. Uh, Rissa says, you know, Smith, Smith Wigglesworth did punch people and people did get saved. So it is possible that you have more Wigglesworth in you than you thought. Ken Ham's going to get saved off coming Ken, October. Ken Ham, when we see him in October, we're going to punch you're, him. He's going to be a Calvinist. You're, you're going to meet Jesus, Ken. Oh, you're going to meet John Calvin, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just keeping the main thing the main thing. And it's we get distracted. We even get distracted in our own theology where we get so Absolutely. wrapped up in yes. church history and wrapped up in the nuances of, like, eschatology. And it just – We can idolize information. Yeah. We can idolize yeah. being the smartest guy in the room. I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. I want to be the guy that jumps in front of a bullet or sacrifices himself in some way for, for another person. That's what I want. Maybe there needs to be a smartest guy in the room. I'm sure God, you know, the entire body is different. God's body, his body of believers needs a smartest guy in the room. Yeah. You know, but, but not all of us are called to be that. Wigglesworth and Ken. Yeah. And going to get Wigglesworth right in the gut. This is so funny. This is so inappropriate. We we have nothing against Ken Ham at all. Like this, we we this needs to be the running joke of our. I think we found our first running joke of the podcast. I love is it. Is finding a way to punch Ken Ham. <laughs> this is going to go. I'm highlighting this so that people can call us on it. I it can't be a wait drinking to game. I can't wait juice. to get a. I just want a mug shot where it's like I'm standing there. And it's like yeah, I, I assaulted this guy. It was so <laughs> worth it. So worth it. It was good. Oh my gosh. And he's going to be like, know. why? Why did y'all do this? You know why, Ken. You know, Would he you, knows why. He knows exactly why. He Would knows you why want Ken Ham or Kent Hovind? Which one would you prefer? I have no idea who that is. I you don't suck. know. Kent Hovind uh, is Dr. Dino. He's the guy that does the, so the Creation Museum that's in Kentucky, it's only, it's like, it's only like a half hour away from the ARC exhibit. Um that's Kent Hovind, and he's Dr. Dino. He's a young Earth creationist. He believes that dinosaurs are found in the Bible and that he can justify the dinosaurs existing. I do, and... I do know who that is. Yeah. Okay. No. Thank you. Yeah. He was the first guy that I, like, in the time that I was really struggling with my faith, I was he's a pretty the God out of computer guy. Maybe. Creator out of the computer. He makes the argument that you think of a God that is inside creation. My God is outside of creation. Mm. In the beginning, it was the, or uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There's time, space, and matter all right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's that guy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Still love you, Drew, even though he's a Tigers fan. What up? Who's a Tigers fan? I'm not a Tigers fan. You mean like the Detroit Tigers? Are they even a team anymore? I don't know. They might be. Are you ASMRing us again with your <laughs> with your <laughs> with your stubble? Where are they at then? Dinosaurs. Where are they at then? Where are they at though? <laughs> the hat. Yeah. Oh, that's uh that's the brown elf. That's the Cleveland Browns, brother. Uh, what uh you got any questions on your end on your tick ticky tack? Uh, listen to the Holy Spirit. Logan, you're not saved. You, uh, these well, guys don't know what they're talking about. Um, they must have walked in at the Ken Ham's thing. Uh, then there's like a like a list of just you know rainbow flags. So those, that's that's happening. Oh, 
I only got five people in here. I think I, I got all the good ones. You got all the trolls. All the good ones came over here. None of, the, none of no. that's happening. <laughs> Are they asking your pronouns too? <laughs> What's your pronouns? God doesn't exist. I want to identify as a little boy from here on out. Can I do that? No. You can't. It's a strange thing to say. I don't know. You can't identify as an older person either, right? Because your age is what it is. You ever seen uh, uh, Ben Shapiro like, basically shut this woman down when he was like, why aren't you 60? Oh, right. Yeah. Right? Cause I there's people there. Cause the point was, is there was a woman in England trying to identify as a, or a man in England trying to identify as a young boy. He's yeah. Like, Dude, you're, yeah. you're well into your fifties. You're not 14, but I, I want to be too bad. Yeah. I mean, that's great. You know, if, if, ifs and wants, what is the ifs and wants could buy you. Uh, there's a, if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. That is the saying. I don't know why I remember that. If ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. How yeah, old you, are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you're 41, but you have like an old soul. <laughs> oh, well, I just turned 42, actually. Uh, in Happy June. birthday, by the way. Uh, oh, my gosh, bro. <laughs> It wasn't a joke. It was. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know what's wrong with me. I my parents apparently were old souls as well, I guess. I. Oh, my Lord. I, yeah, I guess that's what they used to say back in the day. If if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Zila my dad. <laughs> My dad used to, when we would shave our heads, like have like uh, summer haircuts, we'd get like stubble and stuff, you know, like uh, trim it down. Uh, he would like, he would rub the back of our head and he would just say things like, I wish I had a watermelon. I wish I had a watermelon. And I'm like, never knew what it meant. It, he never, but he did it. And to this day, he would say he doesn't know why he would say it. But I learned all of these crazy things about my, from my dad. <laughs> He just rubbed your head and said, I wish I had a watermelon. And my he mom, doesn't even know? He doesn't know. My mom <laughs> used to call kielbasa kabasi. And for my entire young adult life, I was always calling it kabasi. And when I got married to my wife, and she's like, what would you like me to cook for you? I was like, kabasi. She's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm always saying things wrong. Are you? Like, Metapause. Menopause is definitely my wife. Thing. My wife corrected me today and she's like, you know, it's menopause, right? And I'm like, huh? rightfully so. And I was like, I don't think I've ever read this word anywhere. Where am I going to read that? I don't, I was like, I, I guess I was just kind of going off of what I thought I was hearing. I have, ear, I have, I have to have your hearing issues for sure. Menopause. My mom calls wrong? Steven Spielberg. She, she's, she calls him Steven Spielberger. I'm like, mom, you make his name more Jewish than it needs to be. It's already Spielberg. It doesn't it's already Spielberger. <laughs> and she always puts an S on the end of Costco. So it's like, I'm going to Costco's. I'm like, mom, stop. Or Aldi's. It's always Aldi's and not just Aldi. I'm like, no, mom, there's no S. Subway. Stop it. Subways. I gotta go to the subways. She'll say stare crazy instead of stir crazy. And then when you ask her 
what mom what do you mean stare crazy it's stir crazy and she's like because you know you're just like staring you're like ah, like this stare crazy <laughs> i love your mother she's my spirit animal she's gonna be moving out to she's gonna be moving out to missouri um hopefully in the near future so i'm very excited for her that's awesome she'll be close she's to like, you guys uh, yeah, hopefully she'll be in the same neighborhood, man. I, you know, one of the things when I retired was I wanted to, I felt like the Lord was calling me to go to move to back to Ohio, um, so that I could minister to my family, share the gospel with them. Cause my family, a lot of them aren't saved, uh, and they, they're not living for the Lord. And, um, I really thought, well, that was going to be our calling. That's what I was supposed to do. And, uh, it didn't work out that way. Uh, God told me clearly to come to Missouri and uh, to have my mom out of nowhere be like, I think I'm going to move to Missouri. Like, I'm like, that's a blessing because I want my mom to be saved so bad. Like, I just pray and you guys could pray too. her name is Ray. Pray for my mom to be saved. Pray for her to, to meet Jesus, mm. undoubtedly, because she has so many hangups, man. I just want to see her loving the Lord, having some peace in her life. She's, yeah, she's a, a beautiful woman and she's every, and I am who I am because of her. God gave her to be my mother. You know, I, I love Jesus because he gave me to be her son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I just, I want to see her saved. So, yeah. Well, what are you, what do you think? Are we slowing down on questions? I don't have too many more questions over here. You want to close this out? Uh, Zila keeps just asking stuff. Yeah. Let's, what you got? Zila, what was your last question? She's my favorite moderator. Nice. How do you well, navigate has a the yeah. hate division when would Romans 16, 7, 17 apply? That's what I've been struggling with. So let's go to let's Romans look. 16, yeah. 17. 17. Okay. I'm going to pull it up and I will put it. First, on. click English Standard Version. Then I, I'm going to share this for everybody watching on YouTube. So that's the benefit of watching us on YouTube is you get to see screen shares of what we're talking about. Here we go. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause division and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive for your obedience is known to all so that I rejoice over you, but I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent as to what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Um, I, you have to like, go ahead, Logan, you answer first. I answered first last night. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I so what's the question? How do you navigate that? So how do you deal with like people who when, are causing so, division? Yeah, um, like when you're let's say let's use TikTok for example because a lot of people are currently on here and that's kind of where our following comes from. So when you see people that are teaching divisive topics that are causing division within the body, uh, when when do you apply that marking them not having anything to do with them? At what point? So the question for everybody. Sorry guys. Sorry Rhonda. Uh, how do you navigate the hate and division? Uh, when w- how do you navigate hate and division? When would Romans sixteen seventeen apply? And that's what she's been struggling with. So how do you when people are teaching bad doctrine? When the Bible says that you should you should step away from them, you should uh, mark uh, um, watch out for those causing division and then put obstacles on your way. 
Uh, for such people are not serving the Lord, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. We see that on TikTok every day. Every day I'm getting tagged in a video about this. So, so my answer is always like their response, mm. right? So if I go to correct you or have a conversation with you and you're immediately hostile, sometimes I give the benefit of the doubt and I go, you know, this person might be getting attacked by a bunch of people for having an opposite view of orthodoxy. So, you know, I give them the benefit of the doubt. But if they continue to be puffed up and prideful and just arrogant in the way they go about things, um, that's where I'm just like, okay, I, I'm going to try my best. I gave you correction. You didn't receive it. Um, so, like, I mean, I still – I don't interact with Reverend uh, Brandon Roberts. Right. Right. But right. if I see a video that like, I feel called to like, you know, respond to, I will. Right. But I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to go eat with the guy. No, you know, I'm not going to go hang out with him and act like we're buddies. Cause we're not, that man is leading people to hell. Yeah. And I, I, in love, I would tell him to his face, like, Hey, like I, you need to repent, man. Yeah, I had to do this recently with a guy, a TikTok guy. Um, I had to not only block him, I had his phone number. We were t- chatting back and forth. I tried. He was very <clears throat> anti-Calvinism, very, very angry towards Calvinists. <clears throat> and uh, even after having a conversation with him, when he admittedly, admittedly said to me that he was sorry for saying that Calvinists can't be saved, he went right back to TikTok and made another video about how Calvinism is heresy. Um I, I'm not going to fellowship with that. That is that, you know, God is going to have to reveal the truth to him, but I'm done. Like mm-hmm. that's a, uh, what am I doing? That's pearls to swine at this point. I blocked him. I told him he needs to repent, but I approached him on it. I gave him an opportunity. Now I can also give a bad example with this, with this uh, Coley guy. I said some things to him. I said, Hey man, I think you need to humble yourself. I think you should be humble. And now I made a video apologizing to him because I realized that it was me who needed to be humbled, not Coley. So I was in the wrong. Was it over the, the age or multiple people thing? Adam and Eve being the first people. Yeah, Yeah. it was, I apologized to him because I, at least like, I, I don't know that I fully agree with him. I'm not saying I've adopted his doctrinal view, but I understand it. Now I didn't understand it before. And I thought I was going to jump in and correct them like a butt butthead. I thought your first video was pretty solid. Thank you. And I appreciate it. I, I must, you know, it wasn't like the it. video per se. It was the way that I was interacting with him on his video. The comments that I was leaving on his video mm. were coming out of a place of pride for me. Mm-hmm. And it was really, uh, I was becoming very arrogant and haughty. Um, and uh, it's not okay, you know, and I admit it. I was wrong. And I, when I'm publicly doing something, I'm going to publicly apologize. Yeah. And that's what was happened. I was publicly being rude and not being Christ-like to him. So I needed to publicly say, I'm sorry. And if he doesn't, he doesn't have to accept the apology. That's okay. I think he will, because I think he's a man of God. And I think the Holy Spirit is in him uh, from what I've seen. So we'll see what happens. But uh I'm willing to be wrong, guys. I, I'm willing to say some crazy things and be wrong. So Zila said something I, I really like. She said, if they lead you to sin, right? So if your interaction with people who are causing division and creating obstacles leads you to sin in your response, mm. it's probably good that maybe you're not the one to correct them. Maybe you're not. That's fair. Maybe you're not the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'm I really not like anybody's that. pastor, dude. I'm a guy on the internet. 
Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm not your pastor. So if we yeah. disagree, it's not my responsibility to correct you. That's hey, a pastor's job. You're just somebody living in your mom's basement on here just talking theology, right? Like you just... I know. With cats. <laughs> with cats. Got lots with of cats. Naked, naked cats. Naked. I have one cat with clothing. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, uh, what was I going to say? It was a, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Jagasis. G-E-Gay-Sus. Right oh. there, that's a that's an actual personality on TikTok, um, and right. I was gonna make a video calling him out on his name for black, like he's he's mocking the God of the universe, yeah. and yeah. I so I messaged him first in private. I was like, "Look, hey man, I I got this contention about your name. Like I, I like I'm trying to be friends with you, but I I can't. Every time Take I read your bit. name, yeah, just drives me crazy." And his response was, "Sounds like a you problem." Hmm. Right. There's your answer. He's like, I, I use this as a way to uh, be inclusive and show that God loves everyone. No, you don't. You don't believe in God. You don't believe in Jesus. So no, you don't. And you can be so inclusive for every other religion, but at one at this point, mock the one true God, the one who died for you. So he's like, well, the, the name isn't like what's important. Like we don't even know what Jesus's actual name was. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, come on, man. Don't try to use some semantics to change what you're doing here. Yeah. This entire persona. So I, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't need to be in conversation with that guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you should mark them, mark them as the, the people that are not promoting and let, let God deal with them. I mean, I think Paul, this happens, right. Where they're asking about like, well, what about these people that are keep coming talking, you know, like in Jesus's name, whatever. It's like, God, you know, God's going to figure that out. Like just the simple, the simple fact that Jesus is being glorified is, is a big deal. But I would say, Marissa, we don't like not pray for them now. Right. If I see a Brandon Roberts video, I still pray for that guy. Lord. Yeah. Change him. Yeah. You know, please. Unless it, you know, actually it always begins with Lord, if it is your will, uh, you know, let him. And he may be, be very well fulfilling what God has called him to do too with his reprobate mind and heart at heart. You know, God did it to Pharaoh. Why wouldn't he do it to a low level person like me or you or anybody else, you know? And then, so if, in case somebody ever hears us say that and they're like, oh, like, then why does God punish you for being the way he made you? Romans 9. Romans 9 will explain that. Paul already knew the question. He already gives the answer. Please go read Romans 9. We were punished for not only our nature of sin, but our, the, the sins that we commit. We are worthy of it. The payment of sin is death, period. The payment yeah. of sin is death. You ever ask, like, how is Jesus's death on the cross so valuable that it not only covers, like, a multitude of my sins, but a multitude of every believer? It like, has how, to. How, it's but the how, only way it doesn't destroy but, people. But, but you ever ask, like, how that's possible? Like, how does one person's death save everyone from every sin they ever commit? The same way that one person's death caused everyone to die. Because he was more valuable and more precious than all of our sin. Every last one of us. He was that valuable. And we don't look at him that way. And it's to bring about God's glory. Like it, he, he God's is glory God's is so, glory, right? <laughs> right. But his, his own glory, his own uh, exaltation is so, is, is so important to him 
that he that that was he counted it you know uh, uh he was pleased to crush jesus mm. he was pleased the father was pleased it brought about glory it it is what god intended uh and and in order that we could be saved yeah. like the glory is that god saves one yeah you isaiah know? 50 isaiah 53 10 it was the it was uh the uh, the will of the lord to crush him right there it pleased Amen. the lord to crush him yeah, absolutely all right, man. Well, let's. Uh, we're at a two hours, so why don't you bring us home with some gospel, and we'll uh, we'll get off of here. All right, guys. So, hi, I'm Logan. Uh, this is Drew. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us for the past two hours on the Doctrines of Rad. Um, so, this podcast is really meant to just uh, be two guys that want to edify each other and keep each other accountable, and hang out and talk to people on a on a weekly basis about like things that are going on in our lives and things we find important. Um, and one of the most important things about that is knowing the gospel, making sure Christians and non-believers alike know what the gospel is. Um, and so I've said this in a podcast before, but I really want to repeat it. There's two portions to the gospel. There's the objective portion and the subjective portion. All right. So the objective portion is God or Christ himself. It is his gospel. It is who he is. It is his story. And he owns the gospel. The gospel is him. It is about him. And we cannot change that. He has all authority over it, right? So the objective portion of the gospel is the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. But the subjective portion is what does that do for those who believe, right? So if you believe in Jesus, the Bible says, uh, John three sixteen that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have ever lasting life and right, so those who believe christ's life the gospel brings us to salvation but the cool thing about all of that is is that you are a sinner and because you're a sinner you have been separated from a holy and righteous god but on the cross jesus bore the punishment of your sins so that you right so he god treated christ as if he lived your life on the cross, so that on the day of judgment, when you stand before a holy and righteous God, God treats you as if you lived his life. The roles are reversed. He sees your sin on Christ on the cross and punishes him for it. And on the day of judgment, God looks at you and treats you as if you lived his. Mm. And his righteousness is imputed to you. It is assigned to you. Not that you are righteous, but that you've been clothed in his righteousness. Not that Jesus was your sin, but that he's been assigned your sin. Hmm. For those who repent and believe will be saved. Romans 10, 9 says that those who believe that Jesus, oh gosh, I just completely blanked. Those, hey, if you wow. Believe in, if you believe with your heart hey. and confess with your mouth that God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Brain I got you, bro. I got you, bro. What I'm here for. I'm on Romans 2, Romans 16. Yeah. Good, good job, Logan. Hey, okay. As embarrassing as that was, that's the gospel. I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. Um, I really appreciate you guys hanging out and taking two hours of your life to just watch us laugh and joke. So It's been a great episode, guys. Thank you so much for your questions and everything. We'll catch you guys next week, Monday at 9. We are closing. If you confess with